When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only, not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. You're listening to the Cruise Tips TV Unplugged podcast. Today, we're answering questions from our Facebook community. All kinds of good questions this week about where to stay in Galveston and Miami and lots, lots more. Welcome to Cruise Tips TV Unplugged. I'm your host, Sherry, and we invite you to join our cruise-loving family as we travel the world creating cruise videos and vlogs. In this podcast, we talk tips, tactics, and strategies to help you make every cruise your dream cruise. I don't have anything to open with. (laughs) (laughs) How about Happy New Year? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy 2023. Hope everyone's doing wonderfully. This is our first podcast of the new year. It's a new year. I'm excited about this year. I think it's going to be good. Me too. Yeah. Do we get excited every year? I think we do. And I think that probably that's because we don't really do New Year's resolutions. We don't set ourselves up for that big, you know, (laughs) where we feel like we have just all those scary goals. I think new year's resolutions are wonderful. And I think goal setting is always super important, but it's not something that I feel like mired down in right now. I think we've learned how to kind of process that for ourselves. You know, I, th- I think we, we do, we don't have resolutions, but you're right. We, we have goals. Yes. I mean, I, I'm hoping that this year is going to be more productive than ever. Yeah. What do you mean yeah. by productive? Define productive. Produce, for our audience. Pr- producing. Oh, just I mean, just okay. putting a lot of, of new stuff out and, and right. really getting back. I, I feel like we're still kind of recovering. Do yeah, you, from the pandemic. Yeah, yes. I, I do. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't really make sense because we've been on a number of cruises and you right. know, a, at least a year has passed. But I feel like we, we're still kind of not rolling full speed. I think you're right. And you know, we only went on two cruises in 2022. There's people out there who have been on like 24 of them and we've only been on two like wait what but that's life and work and responsibility and school and that's the that's the reality that we are in right now we have a lot on our plate other than cruise tips tv we do we do and a lot of it is exciting and fun and great stuff anyhow friends you don't want to hear about us anymore let's talk about questions from our community first i want to give a shout out to Jana in Houston for the awesome five-star review on iTunes. Jana titled her review, Essential for Your Cruise. I started watching Sherry's YouTube channel before our first cruise, and I'm so glad. The tips on what to pack and how to efficiently set up my stateroom were invaluable. I just listened to my first podcast featuring packing tips, and it was so awesome. Do yourself a favor and don't miss this podcast. Jana, thank you. Super nice. I know. It was awesome. So that really made my day today. We appreciate it. Now, Every so often, we like to do Q&A podcasts just to do a nice general 30-minute show on people's questions. And these 
these podcasts are very well received. I think if we did something like this on YouTube, it would be, people will probably get a little bored. You know, they have a different sort of, everybody's attention span is different on YouTube than it is on the podcast. So I love that people will sit with us through these shows and listen to what we have to say about things in kind of long form. So hello, listener. Thank you for having us in your earbuds today. Um, Our first question comes from Nicole Friedman Wechter. She said, what is the real best way to find excursions? I struggle so much with websites and such and such. Excuse me. Sorry, Nicole. I was mixing my words up there. So This is intimidating for me every time I go to book my own excursions, where if I'm not booking with the cruise line, I'm always thinking, okay, what do I do? do? Where do I start? And the truth is review sites like TripAdvisor are actually a great place to start. Start on TripAdvisor and then you can book independently with that provider if you'd like to. Also, cruiseline.com has, um, and Shipmate app, they both have excursions built in and they have reviews. Read the reviews, Nicole, and trust the reviews and really spend some time reading those reviews and you will find out so much about the actual real description of that excursion versus just, you know, kind of winging it. So that will be my recommendation. Um, You know, you can, um, you can also reach out to the shore excursion provider and just get a feel for them. How does this dialogue feel? Are they responsive? Are they making me feel comfortable? Um, Do they have a guarantee to get me back to the ship? So look for things like that when you email them. But yeah, I mean, the ratings speak for themselves. These companies, these shore excursion providers, they live and die. Their businesses live and die by the reviews that they get on TripAdvisor or Yelp or what are some of the other ones? I don't even know. Google, right? Google reviews is a thing too. So Nicole, I hope that offers some clarity. Do not be afraid to book your own excursions. I think you're going to be fine. Next question comes from Becky Hopper. She says, best places to stay in Miami and eat. So what ended up happening, you guys, is we got questions about Miami and Galveston this last week. And so this podcast, a very large chunk of it is going to be devoted to places to stay before your cruise in Miami and places to stay before your cruise in Galveston. Because what I didn't realize is how much people wanted to talk about this. And so our community answered these questions and they gave me so much good info. So if you would like to see this in writing, Becky, who asked about Miami and Sherry Kinney Leemaster, who asked about Galveston, if you'd like to see these in writing, guys, go to facebook.com forward slash cruise tips TV. Scroll down to our posts from December 29th, 2022, where we ask our community where to um, eat, stay and play in Galveston and Miami. And you'll see them, but we're going to go over them verbally today so that you can kind of hear it. And if you're a list maker, you might want to make a list of these. We're not going to dive deep into any one hotel or restaurant or anything. We're just going to give you guys lists of places you might be able to stay. And I'll also tell you which ones were most popular. So let's go through Miami first. Hotels in Miami that were popular. The Novotel in Brickell. Uh, the most popular one that I was um, that was recommended to me was the Intercontinental in Miami. And several people said you should get a club room at the Intercontinental because you get free snacks and things. So Intercontinental Miami, very popular. Here's a few other ones. Marseille in South Beach. Ocean 5 on Ocean Drive, the best Western at the Miami International Airport if you wanted to be near the airport. Another extremely popular one within this um, little group and also one that's been shared with me before that is so well loved by cruisers is the Holiday Inn 
port of Miami. It's close to the port and there's just something about it that people love. So Holiday Inn, Port of Miami, and the Intercontinental were probably two of the most popular. Then there were a whole bunch of hotels in Brickell that people mentioned. The Hyatt, the SLS, the Hampton Inn and Suites, and the Homewood Suites in downtown Brickell. And then people started kind of venturing to other hotels. Here's a few more. The Royal Palm was mentioned. The Kimpton Epic was mentioned multiple times. Eden Rock was mentioned multiple times. Miami Marriott Biscayne Bay. Holiday Inn Port of Miami. I think, did we already, didn't I already talk about that one? Yeah, that's the one I already talked about. That's the really popular one. And then another one that people loved was the, the Blue Lagoon, the Hilton Blue Lagoon, I think or something like the Miami Airport Blue Lagoon. So something Blue Lagoon in Miami. We're going to have to try that one because a lot of people mentioned it. If you want to be on South Beach, the Marlin, which is an Art Deco hotel. Also some other ones, Embassy Suites and the Doral Holiday Inn. Hope I said that right. It might be Doral. So those were some of the most popular hotels in Miami. A few restaurant recommendations for Miami. I didn't get a ton of them, but the three that were given to me were Los Camarones, Ceviche 105, and Havana Harry's for Cuban food. So that was the Miami recommendations. Now here's where things got spicy and awesome is when we started talking about Galveston, our subscriber Sherry was like, we need to talk about places to stay, transportation options. And people also came to the party with restaurants for Galveston. So if you are looking for restaurant recommendations in Galveston, you are about to get an amazing list. So let's first start with hotels in the Galveston area. The most popular hotel and the one that I got like direct messages on where people were like, this is the one was the Tremont house. Apparently it's close to the port and it's very nice. Also the hotel Galvez was mentioned. People doing Airbnbs were also mentioned. A lot of people mentioned Moody Gardens and said that they have a park and stay. Also the Galveston Hilton has a take you to the pier and back service. Another extremely close to the harbor or the, excuse me, the pier hotel was the Harbor House Hotel. They said it's really close, like a five minute walk to check in. And that's why a lot of people choose the Harbor House Hotel in Galveston because they can just walk. Nice. Nice, right? Mm -hmm. Also mentioned were the Holiday Inn Resort in Galveston. They have park and stay there and they're on the beach. The San Luis Resort. And they also have a great restaurant in the San Luis. Homewood Suites by Hilton. You can walk to the beach. Courtyard by Marriott. Doubletree by Hilton. Four Points Sheraton. Holiday Inn Express Seawall. And the Quality Inn. So there's your hotels in Galveston with the three most popular mentions being Tremont House, Hotel Galvez, and Moody Gardens. Those were the three that people repeatedly mentioned. Oh, and also uh, the Harbor House. I'm sorry, there's four that were really popular. But like I said, things got spicy and good when we were talking about food in Galveston. Apparently, Mr. Cruise Tips TV, there is some amazing food in Galveston. And I mean, I got three recommendations for Miami and for Galveston, I have probably two dozen. Wow. So yeah, isn't that cool? This guy was really like pre-lunch when I was prepping this podcast. And I was like, oh my goodness, I'm starving right now. I need to I need to go make lunch because this is killing me. All right. Here's a few of the recommendations for restaurants in Galveston. The spot at the seawall, gumbo diner on the seawall, Queens barbecue, fish. I think it was fish takes, fish talks, fish takes. I think I wrote that down wrong. Somebody will correct me. Mario's on the seawall, Miller's seawall, Sky Cats Cafe, good one for breakfast or lunch, Bronco Burritos, Nick's Kitchen was mentioned several times, Cajun Greek, Stuttgart Garden, Guido's Seafood was mentioned many, many times. 
Whataburger, if you've never been to Texas, was also mentioned for a true Texas fast food experience. Shrimp and Stuff, Yaga Cafe, Hubcap Grill, the original Mexican Cafe, that one was mentioned a few times, Sunflower Cafe, also popular, Mosquito Cafe, Gumbo House, Star Drug for breakfast, Katie's for seafood, Little Daddy's Gumbo, and The Spot. I think I already got the spot. That was the first one. That was a repeat. Yeah, you did. Yeah. So lots of good food choices in Galveston. So maybe book a couple days pre-cruise there and go hang out in Galveston and you will enjoy. Now, another really uh, a pain point for people in Galveston is transportation because the airport, the main airport, right? The Houston um, main airport is far. It's like 70 miles away from the port or something like that. It's far. If you can fly into Houston Hobby, you're a lot closer. But if you're at George Bush International, I think it's called, you are going to be a good solid hour from the port. And so that's a really sticky thing for cruisers because we, as cruisers, we like things to be easy for us, right? We're going on a cruise. You want to relax. You don't want to have to be thinking about expensive transportation. But the reality is it is expensive and it's kind of scary. So here's what our community said to do about transportation. There were lots of recommendations. The number one recommendation people had is to get in touch with a company called Galveston Saltwater Moms on Facebook. You DM them on Facebook. They are a group of entrepreneurs, I guess, who will help get you to and from the port. Their service is amazing. You do have to reach out to them by DM on Facebook. That is the only way to start the conversation. That's my understanding. But according to our community, they are phenomenal humans and they love what they do and they will get you to and from the port from the airport or wherever. So that's very cool. Of course, you can also ride share. So you can do Uber, you can do Lyft. Um, Our community also recommended something called the Galveston Express shuttle service. So if you want predictable and you're not an Uber or Lyft person, you might want to try the Galveston Express. And there was another company mentioned called VIP Express Galveston. So those are the four recommendations for transportation in Galveston. And I think that's a pain point. So our community wanted to share that. In terms of parking, let's say you you live in Texas or you live in a nearby state and you're driving in. There were three different parking lots that people recommended. So maybe just parking at the port isn't necessarily what you have to do. I don't even know what that situation looks like. We got we to gotta cruise out of Galveston, Mr. Hoodsubs TV, so I can figure this all out. But um, lighthouse parking, easy cruise parking, and parkandcruise.com or parkandcruisegalveston.com were all recommended as very safe places to leave your vehicles. So that sums up kind of our, um, our tips and tricks for Miami and Galveston today. I hope that that was a nice list for some of you who might be going to the area. You might be able to use that. Eventually we'll get all this onto our website. We're just really backed up on projects right now. So I didn't have time to get that, you know, ultimate guide written, but hopefully we will soon. Now I'm hungry, Mr. Cruise Tips TV. But that's a lot of good specific information. It really is, especially the transportation. I love that. And I loved all the restaurant recommendations too, because dining is so personal, but I feel like there was something for everyone in there from seafood on the, you know, on the seawall to what a burger. I even had someone say that they went to the most beautiful Chick-fil-A with an ocean view they've ever been to. Sounds like something that we would probably do if we were tired. You know what I mean? Cheap and easy. Cheap and easy. So... We're going to move on to our next question. Our next question comes from our friend, our Trinity, Mr. Cruise Tips TV, our Trinity, who we met on Carnival. She said, what are your top budget tips for a solo cruiser? She said, I realize you cruise as a family, but you see and hear things, you know? 
She prefers solo cruising and really wants to get some good um, deals on that. So our Trinity, aside from working with a travel agent and going into Facebook groups for solo cruisers and trying to find those deals. I have another recommendation for you. And I don't know if you're willing to do this, our Trinity, but I feel like you travel a lot. So this could be a good idea. Have you ever thought our Trinity about becoming a travel agent? Maybe you don't book a lot of cruises. Maybe you only book a few things for your friends and yourself. You book a few, you know, you're like a travel agent light. I feel like that's the best way to learn about things in the business. And I think that you're the kind of person who will be so good at it. I'm not saying you need to open a new business. I'm just saying consider maybe joining a travel agency that would allow you to book a small amount of cruises every year and you will have all of this knowledge and inside information on solo cruising and access to how to book them. I wouldn't give that advice to everyone, but I would give that advice to a really frequent cruiser who loves the loves the industry and might be able to book a little for their friends. Now, if, if she's not up for that, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on all these price comparison websites? Like what? Well, specifically CruiseLine.com. Oh, right. There's Expedia. There's, there's plenty of them out there. Sure. I'm just wondering if you have a general opinion because mm-hmm. my personal experience is they're pretty much... I don't want to say all the same, yeah, but they're very close. Now, if you're looking at different sites from time to time, mm-hmm. you'll find one that has a better deal for whatever reason. And sometimes, yeah. sometimes when you drill down, you find out it's not a reason you can accept, you know, right? something like an obscured balcony or something like that or obscured view. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that I think that's a good um it's a really good tip and I think what our Trinity could do is when she goes to cruiseline on remember that price alert feature that they have in there Mr. Cruise Tips TV? Yeah. So they have a free price alert and what you can do is you can choose what kind of cabin you want and which sailing date and then you put your email in and you watch the prices. The problem is it doesn't allow you to put in the number of people sailing in your cabin. So she can't drill it down to um to solo, right? It's it's not something that she can do. But what I'd like to do is invite our community. If you have any solo cruising tips to please email me, Sherry, S-H-E-R-I at cruisetipstv.com. And we'll consider kind of um, revisiting this topic again in the future with a little bit more detail. But I, I think that she'd be a killer travel agent. Okay, Joe Mock asked a funny question this week, Mr. Curtis of Stevie, and I didn't, I should have prefaced this, I should have given you time to think about this question. I'm not going to put you on the spot, but if you want to answer it, you could. Joe said, my question, he said, I'm a Royal Caribbean big ship guy. What am I most missing by not sailing X lines, Y ship, ready, go? Meaning like, what is Joe missing by not sailing Carnival? What is Joe missing by not sailing Princess? So I'm going to start with a couple things, Joe, but first I want to say, I don't think you're missing anything. I think you are a royal guy, and I think you should continue to be a royal guy. I think that Joe's question was kind of answered in the comments, like um, Charles had said, you should maybe try Celebrities Edge class ships because you like Royal Caribbean, and they're from the same family, so maybe do that. But I'm going to play Joe's game. (laughs) Let's play Joe's game. And I'm going to say, Joe, you're missing on Carnival, you're missing fun sail away parties and a party atmosphere, okay, if you you really want to go there. On Princess, I think you're missing some of the pool space, some of the quiet, beautiful pool space that you can get on Princess. Celebrity, I straight up think you should try. I think Celebrity would be an excellent fit for you, Joe, especially knowing that Joe likes to hang out in like the solarium on Royal Caribbean. He's He likes to chill by a quiet pool. I think he might really like that. Um, I also think that Joe and his wife might enjoy a little bit more along the lines of um, something geared towards an upscale line. 
I think that that could be great. I think Joe, I could totally see you going barefoot for a week on a Windstar cruise or one of those smaller ship lines around somewhere like Tahiti or Europe or somewhere where you could like be casual all week and explore the world. So that's my, that's my answer for Joe. That's very specific. You are all about the specifics today. Am I? Because my mind <laughs> immediately went to, like you said, you know, if you're happy. Yeah, stick with it. Yeah, why mess with a good thing? But Yes. But from a higher level, I think what he's missing out on is variety. Yeah. You know, but if he's okay with that, then right. keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing, right? Yeah. Okay. Our last question comes today from Brenda. Brenda said, I'm looking for, I have questions around appropriately budgeting for a cruise. She's like, I thought I was doing really well with my Alaska sailing, but now shocker prices for airline tickets to allow to Seattle or wherever hotels, rental cars. And she said, Seattle is expensive. It's worse than Miami. And yeah, it really, it really is tough. These Alaska cruises are very expensive. Everything from the hotels to the, um, the flights, the shore excursions. And the thing is that's so hard is that the flights, you kind of have to book your flight when you book the cruise. You can't just wait and wait for the prices necessarily because you can't, you know, you can't risk not getting there. So I, I think Brenda's kind of working through this since we spoke, but I think that some of my advice just in general for people on this topic would be A, if you're going on a cruise, do not overlook booking your air with the cruise line. So if you're doing a princess cruise or a Royal Caribbean cruise, they both have wonderful air packages, Royal Caribbean's air to sea, princess cruises, air packages. They guarantee that you will get to the ship on time. And in many cases, they are less expensive. We've really seen with Royal Caribbean that they tend to be less expensive and you're getting more peace of mind. So that would be one thing is even as a budget cruiser, do not neglect that strategy for a little added peace of mind. Another thing that you can do guys to save some money. If you use a top tier credit card, your credit card may have travel insurance built into it. And I I'm very cautious about saying this because this is a risky comment or recommendation to make on air, but I'm going to say it anyway. Let's just say you have the Chase Sapphire reserve card, which we do. You get really killer travel insurance anytime you book anything on that card. You might be able to save money by not buying travel insurance for your cruise or buying the lowest available type and supplementing it. So that's another thing you could do. Now, especially if you're booking your air through the cruise line and they're then guaranteeing you to get to the to the port on time, you might want to consider having a credit card that builds in some travel insurance to save money. Now in Alaska, there's a lot of ways to DIY your excursions. And I strongly suggest you consider booking your excursions outside the cruise line for Alaska, unless it's an area where you're super uncomfortable with that. For example, why not consider doing a totem park in Ketchikan or the lumberjack show on your own and not booking it through the line? You could probably save a lot of money. Also, instead of booking a really expensive, excuse me, expensive excursion in Juneau, take one of the buses that they have nearby to Mendenhall Glacier and spend the day there. Hike out there with your kids to Nugget Falls and have a blast. Then come back to town, go to the 
you know, the, the fun saloon there and just have a blast without having to do like structured excursions. It's very doable in Alaska to have a blast and to really save money on your Alaska cruise. Now, when I said buy, take a bus to Mendenhall Glacier, I'm not talking about like a city bus. I'm talking about one of the many buses that are available to you. They're tourist buses when you get off of the ship. You could also do the tram the Mount Roberts Tramway in Juneau is fun. It's a little bit pricey, but that and Mendenhall Glacier together would make a perfect day. And it can all be done DIY. Now, if you're stopping in Victoria, Victoria is an excellent place to DIY as well. You can just simply take a cab down to the waterfront, watch the boats, grab something to eat, look at the cool, beautiful Empress Hotel there. So there's a lot you can do in Alaska. Um, in fact, we've done a lot of these things on our cruises and we have videos on our YouTube channel kind of all about budget ideas in Alaska. So I'm hoping that that helps you. I know that I think you found a nice um, hotel in Seattle to stay at too, Brenda, and hopefully um, you guys are going to get pumped up for that. But yeah, Alaska is expensive. It's largely because it's in the United States, right? And you've got more insurance considerations for excursions. Things are just more expensive in the U.S. than if you're going on a Caribbean cruise or a cruise to Mexico. And it's tough. It's really tough. So I know you guys are going to have a blast. It'll be worthwhile. All right, Mr. Cruise Tips TV. This was a shorter podcast today to kick off the new year, friends. Um, those are all the questions that we had this week. So we're going to sign off. We have some exciting content coming your way in the next couple of weeks. Junior and I are working on a collaboration, which we're excited to share in a couple of weeks. And I think that Mr. Cruise Tips TV, that's it. We're rock and roll. Yeah. Yeah, we are. Good. Well, thank you for listening, friends. Happy New Year. And until next time, we'll see you on the high seas. Thanks for listening to Cruise Tips TV Unplugged. If you like our show and want to know more, check us out at cruisetipstv.com. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram by searching Cruise Tips TV. We'd love if you'd leave us a review wherever you're listening to this podcast, subscribe to the show, and tune in next week. Until next time, we'll see you on the high seas. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.